Hello, I'd like to welcome everyone to the Army's Bloggers Roundtable for Wednesday, December 7, 2011. My name is Staff Sergeant Dale Sweetenham with the Army's Office of the Chief of Public Affairs, and I will be moderating our call today. A quick note to our bloggers on the line today, uh, please remember to clearly state your name and blog or organization in advance of your question, and then respect our guest's time, keeping questions succinct and to the point. We have two callers on the line, we have one in the room, so I'll make sure to identify you one by one to ask questions, and then we'll definitely have time for a round of follow-up questions. Today our guest is Sergeant Major of the Army, Sergeant Major Raymond F. Chandler III. Sergeant Major Chandler is on hand today to discuss and take your questions about matters affecting the U.S. Army's enlisted corps to include enlistments, benefits, drawdowns, or entitlements and benefits, drawdown, and the Army profession, as well as other related topics. So without further ado, I'll hand it over to Sergeant Major Chandler if you'd like to make some opening statements. Thanks, Sergeant Sweetman. I apologize. First of all, I've got a uh, pretty good cold going right now, so if I sound a little scratchy or uh, nasally, it's because of the fact that I have a cold, and I hope you bear with me. It's a great afternoon to be with you, even if it is raining here in Washington, D.C., but uh, it's an opportunity for me to talk with you, and I, I truly appreciate you taking the time and also your flexibility uh, with the adjustment we had to make in the schedule. You know, for the last nine months or so, I've spent a lot of time traveling around the, the Army uh, and around the world talking with soldiers and families, and uh, have a lot of concerns on their mind, and I see myself as a scout uh, where I go out and and find our soldiers and hear what their concerns are and bring that information back to the department and specifically uh, my boss, the Secretary, uh, the Chief of Staff of the Army, General Odierno, and share with him what they've had to say. You know, we, we do have an amazing Army, uh, even after 10 years of protracted combat and multiple deployments. Uh, when you think about multiple deployments, the, the 101st Airborne, which is a unit I was just with last week, is scheduled to go on their sixth deployment now. And when you think about that in contact, that is an amazing fact and a testament to the resilience to our soldiers and their families. So I, I am honored to serve them as their Sergeant Major. Right now we're at a crossroads in our Army. And we've got continuing responsibilities overseas with uh, our war in Iraq and Afghanistan and other places around the globe. And at the same time, we're wrestling with reduced uh, budgets and what that impact will be upon our Army and the drawdown uh, in the force and how we're going to manage that transition over the next several years. So I'm open to any questions you may have on any of the topics or anything else that may be on your mind. And, and truthfully, thank you for taking the opportunity to be with me. Thank you very much, Sergeant Major. Uh, we'll go ahead and start with Dale Kissinger from Military Avenue. Thank you very much, Sergeant Major, for taking the time this afternoon. Uh, this is Dale Kissinger, Military Avenue. Um, recent passage of the VOW Act for Veterans Hiring Preferences uh, by Congress, um, and I talked to a Sears VP yesterday about their program uh, to hire veterans, which is a great one, by the way, but what is the Army doing for you know, a drawdown for helping the veterans? And, and I'm sure the soldiers right now are very concerned about their employment opportunities in this economy. Do you have any thoughts on that? Well, you know, uh, the Secretary of the Army just recently uh, uh, put out an Army directive that transition for soldiers will start in the year, uh, a year within a year of their separation from the service. We're obviously partnered with 
both the Department of Defense, the uh, Veterans Affairs Department of Labor, and the White House on a unified and synchronized approach to transitioning our soldiers and veterans out of the Army and into the civilian workplace. We have huge concerns right now with uh, unemployment for those who have uh, served, you know, uh, much higher average than, than with our, <clears throat> excuse me, with our uh, civilian counterparts. So we're looking at how we can make changes and adjustments within the Army Career and Alumni Program uh, to better serve our soldiers in what we now are calling our Transition Assistance Program. The, the, the largest challenge that we, we are faced with is really linking up the, the job's availability with the soldier. A and there are many different ways to try and achieve that, um, and each of them has a bill associated with it. So in direction, you know, obviously in, uh, by the direction of the secretary and then obviously the directives from Congress and the president on looking at this program, we're going to do the best we possibly can. Thank you very much, sir. You're welcome, Dale. Thanks, and Dale, thanks again for taking the opportunity. Absolutely. Thank you, Sergeant Major. Uh, we'll move on to uh, Todd Lopez, our news. Sir, how will, um, how will the Army manage this, this drawdown, cutting so many soldiers? What criteria will you use? Well, you know, obviously we're going to manage this through basically about four different ways. Number one, we're going to bring less people in the Army. And that's important to understand that even as of upwards of four years ago, we were bringing close to 80,000 soldiers a year into the service. And this year, our goal is about 58,000. So we're going to bring less people into the Army. Number two, we're going to retain less people. So less people are going to be afforded the privilege to serve in our Army. And we'll talk about that in a second. The third thing is is uh, a, a byproduct of uh, adjusting retention control points for sergeants and staff sergeants will mean probably anywhere from 15 to 1,800 sergeants and staff sergeants will end up lo uh, leaving the Army earlier than they may have anticipated. That was not because of the drawdown, but because of adjustments we made in our leader development strategy about when people would get promoted. And those had the longest tenure in grade that was allowed. So we had to make some adjustments and some folks unfortunately will have to leave. And the last thing that we'll be doing probably starting next next fiscal, fiscal year is uh, some selective early retirement boards for Sergeant First Class, Master Sergeants, and Sergeants Major. And we'll look at <clears throat> whether or not uh, soldiers in that rank are, are have any future potential and, and whether or not their, their MOS or career management field may be overstrength and will tell them that it's time to retire now instead of waiting until their uh, mandatory retirement date. The retention piece is the one that, that uh, is going to affect a lot of folks in our Army. All of this will affect everyone in our Army, and that's important to understand. Every single person will be affected by this drawdown. Uh, whether you're an officer, a soldier, an NCO, all, everybody will be touched in some capacity. But for our soldiers that are eligible to re-enlist, you know, the standard uh, is going to be excellence. And so we're looking for the best and the brightest in our Army that we're going to offer the privilege of service. And it's really a two-part decision. 
you have to, number one, be committed to serve the Army, and then you have to be committed to serve the Army in the capacity that we need you in. So there are going to be some soldiers that may be afforded the privilege to, to stay in service, but they may have to choose to serve in a different MOS. And for some folks, that may not be palatable. So finding the best folks, making sure that we've identified them through counseling, through other tools similar to the same way that we promote people, you know, military education, civilian education, duty performance, uh, your your desire to seek greater responsibility and other, other uh, skills are all going to be part of that equation that commanders will make to decide whether or not someone's going to be able to stay. I don't know if that answered your question. Okay. Excellent. Thank you, Sergeant Major. Sure. Uh, you're from Leo Shane, Stars and Stripes. <coughs> uh, Leo Shane over at Stars and Stripes here. You doing all right? Other than my cough, I'm <laughs> fine, Leo. Go right ahead. Just a, just a quick follow-up on that retention piece that you just said. What are, do, you sure. have, do you have a number um, that we're going to see reduced to? Well, you know, right now we're going to reduce the size of the Army by at least 50,000 soldiers. And as you well know, the Army size is dictated by a budget, and a ceiling limit on authorization. So combined, those two things will end up saying this is the Army that we can afford. You know, what it is that Congress sets as an authorization level and how much money that we're given in order to man, equip, and train the Army will determine how big of an Army we'll have. Okay, but that, Right that's now, that number is about 50,000 less than what we have today. And that's, that's overall. So, but you'll get some of that through the, through the lower recruitment as well, correct? Well, we'll bring, yes, obviously it's a combination of all of right. those things that will reduce our Army by about 50,000 people. Okay. And I, I had just a, a more general question for you. We've had a lot of conversations about budgets, and uh, you know, military pay has been threatened by a couple of the budget fights over the course of the year. In your travels, I'm, I'm just wondering, pay and benefits, what you're hearing from folks, what their concerns are, if they largely have, have stayed away from, from some of the politics here, or if they've been concerned about... Uh, you know, what, what they're seeing happening back home. Uh, well, no, absolutely. Soldiers are very concerned about the budget and its impact on them and their quality of life uh, and the quality of life for their families. It's probably one of the largest questions that I hear uh, or the most numerous question I hear. Uh, and really, the, the issue that, that draws the most interest off the bat is retirement and changes to the retirement system and whether they're going to affect those that are currently in uniform or those that uh, may not be in uniform uh, or those that have already retired. Uh, and this is really an issue of trust, I believe, between the American people and the American soldier. You know, less than 1% of, of Americans choose to serve or are able to serve in our Army. And over the last 10 years, that very small population has done so many things for our nation that uh, I'm sure we'll find it very difficult to, uh, okay. Um, so when, when they're talking about the bottom line, the bottom line is this, the, the, the president through the secretary of defense and the secretary of the army and the chief and myself are committed to maintaining the current system of retirement for those that currently serve. And I meet with members of Congress. I will meet with some of them tomorrow. And I have yet to find a member of Congress who said that we are willing to cut retirement for those currently in uniform because they all understand 
the commitment and the sacrifice that that very small population of folks have paid to our nation. And just so I'm clear, when you're when you're hearing from folks with those concerns, they're saying they they want to keep the the current retirement system. They want to make sure Absolutely. that what they signed up for. Okay. All yeah, right, they want to. It's that trust issue. I signed up for this in return for my service. Uh, then I'm compensated with this benefit package, and one of that happens to be retirement, and they want to they want to keep that current plan. Great, thanks. I'm going to have to uh, uh, stop the questions because I've got to get up to a meeting with the secretary that's unplanned. So I'm going to have to uh, cut out of here. But I would really appreciate it if we could reschedule something in the very for, uh, short future to follow up with these folks uh, if they're interested. Because, again, it's a matter of commitment and, and trust. Thanks again, and I appreciate your time. I appreciate the time. I thank you, everyone, for your participation. Uh, Sergeant Major is going to make his way out to a meeting. In the meantime, I want to let everybody know that uh, we appreciate your questions and your participation today. If you have additional follow-up questions, please email them to me. Uh, my email address is dale, D-A-L-E dot Sweetnam, S-W-E-E-T-N-A-M at U.S. dot Army dot Mill, and I can relay those messages on to uh, the Sergeant Major and get you those answers. Also, uh, I want to make sure that everyone knows that today's program uh, the 15 minutes length of it will be available online on Divids, where you can be able to access the audio file so you can get some direct quotes and so forth. So again, apologize this is cut short and also apologize that we had had to delay the beginning of this by a half an hour, but uh, our major is being pulled in many different directions. So I appreciate your patience and your participation. Uh, do you have any additional questions of me? No, should be all good. All right, excellent. Again, thank you very much for your patience and participation, and email me if you have any questions, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Great. Thanks, Dale. Thank you.